Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Junk Time Alpha Podcast, Round 14, 2021. We're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios and Rod Carter Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain and joining me is a man who wholeheartedly agrees with Caroline Wilson. It's Adam Rosenbachs. Uh, g'day, Michael. Yes, another another round fucking done and or dusted. Carlton season could be over. Who knows? We'll get to that shortly. But <laughs> but, but once again, uh, I am in wholehearted agreement with Caroline Wilson. I'm always in agreement with Caroline Wilson. You're very Wilson. strong on that, time, yeah. yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And she came out this week and said that um, because uh, Seb Ross and Tim Membry left the St Kilda football team, uh, the hub that they were in or up in Cairns, and flew back to be with their families. And she said that the club and sponsors and members and teammates were disappointed Mm -hmm. that those two left to be with their families. And I agree wholeheartedly with Carolyn Wilson. And I actually think we need to take it a step further. And I don't think that players, AFL or AFLW, should be allowed to have families full stop. Strong point. Strong point. So basically, once you're drafted from wherever... And if if you've got a a high school sweetheart... The moment you get drafted, that's fucking it. It's uh-huh. over. Yep. Forget Break it. Up. You might be able to rekindle in 12 years. Maybe your career's cut tragically short. Then you can get back together. But until that point, you remain a single person who... And basically, you don't talk to your family either. Because, you know, sometimes it could be like, oh, he's left for a funeral. You go, I don't fucking want to hear about that. <laughs> so you are basically living a big brother type lifestyle mm-hmm. where you don't know anything about the outside world and football is your only sustenance until such time as you retire. I mean, how great would it be on draft mm. day? I say, okay, watch the AFLM and we oh, have the yeah. draft day. And then you mm. kind of pick number one, pick number two, yep. pick number three, and they shake the hand, they get the jumper, and yeah. then they get on the bed and they have a vasectomy <laughs> in front of a live audience. I'm paying to see that. <laughs> I am paid. So, or as and, and as well as doing that, you know how because they're sitting with their mum and dad, so they give mum dad a bit of a kiss, bit of a hug. That's the last time they fucking see him. For <laughs> if you're a good player for 16 years, you say goodbye there and then, and you walk away, and then you focus on your footy, and you're not flying home, and you're not costing your team the the, the valuable four points that St Kilda probably really needed in that game. It uh, it blew apart their finals chances. Yeah, well, that was that was a nightmare game where they were about five goals up, and then Adelaide came back. Adelaide, right? Yeah, and they uh, yeah. dude kicked it over his head like in like Thorpe. Just another way for fucking to break the heart <laughs> of St Kilda fans. Like horrible, yes. horrible. 
So Bacaro came out and said that the supporters and the sponsors and members and other teammates would have every right to be disappointed in those two blokes yeah, flying Yeah, so the home. direct quote from Footy Classified mm. from Monday night, if I remember correctly. That is correct. Uh, she said, I think supporters and sponsors and members and other teammates would have every right to be disappointed. Now, I love the idea. I mm. mean, supporters, members, teammates, fair enough, whatever. But I yeah. love the idea that sponsors are ropeable, okay? Oh, fuck now, yeah. Why did a little bit of deep diving, a little bit of research about this St Kilda sponsors? Now, mm. their principal partners, Deliveroo. Oh, okay. No. And you don't Pepper, want to get Deliveroo offside. And Pepper Money. Now, I have no idea what Pepper Money is, but it sounds cute. Uh, but Deliveroo, <laughs> do, you, do you really think there are like Deliveroo drivers out there going like, fucking hell, fucking again, <laughs> one more time, St Kilda has disappointed us. Is the head of Deliveroo going, uh, just ignore the way that we pay our employees. Yeah. So they, you know, <laughs> keep that on the hush, but uh, can we yeah. be on the jumper? Um, do you reckon on that Saturday night, as that game was happening and Adelaide started coming back, anyone who got a Deliveroo... Uh, order that night. They go, fucking hell, I'm missing a couple of things. It's just because the delivery drivers are just fucking spat it. Like, as they're riding, they're going, fucking Tim Membry. God damn you, <laughs> fucking Seb Ross. And then just yeah, spitting sure. in people's food. Yeah, I reckon they're spitting a lot. They're just throwing the food at you. Just going like, yeah. there's your fucking tacos, cunt. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's officially a sentence I've never said before. Yeah. So, Deliveroo and Pepper Money. Pepper Money, I'm, I'm sure they're... Entire, uh, entirely above board. Uh, they uh, and then the major partners. So we got mm. Dare, you know, the fucking tradies' favourite. Fucking get a nice oh, coffee Dare in the morning and a sausage yeah. roll before you do the hard yakka. Uh, and then there's and you just think if you are a St Kilda supporter and you're sitting there at Smoko on the Monday, you're just looking at that Dare going, oh, I don't want to drink this. Oh, I'm going to go get a Farmers Farmers yeah. Union. I'm yeah. not drinking this shit because they. Bitter. Tastes bitter. Yeah, it does. It tastes even worse than it normally does. It's, <laughs> it, even though it's got like 700 grams of sugar in it, it somehow <laughs> is bitter in my mouth. <laughs> and then they got like a, a high-vis kind of company. That they're one of the major partners as well. And then we scroll down. So they've got a whole button. But Reflex Paper is one of oh, their partners mate. as well. Okay, so you, can you imagine the CEO watching mate. that game in Cairns against mate. Adelaide and St Kilda? Phil yeah. Thorpe kicks it over his head to get, to get mm. the win. And the, the head of Reflex Paper, fucking who who already deals with a world where, you know how fucking photocopiers, like, do not fucking work? Like, he's got a lot on his, on his fucking mind. But yeah. the head of Reflex Paper is on the phone to Brett Ratton going, What the fuck is going on? This yeah. is unacceptable. Absolutely. You know what they're sending to St Kilda this week? They got a big delivery of full scap. <laughs> And people are going, fuck, this seems a little bit longer. It doesn't fit in any of the photocopiers or printers or anything. This is really weird paper. And Reflex are going, yeah, well, that'll fucking teach you to let Tim Membry and Seb Ross fly home before a game. Yeah, sure. They just rock up to the uh, Monday morning and just like a lot of A2 paper on the front door at St. Yeah. Kilda. <laughs> or just paper that's slightly crumpled this. that you know is going to jam up everything. But it's actually quite a colourful characters of uh, sponsors. So they've got like um, A.V. Jennings. They're homes, right? They do home stuff, right? Build yeah, yeah. Don't they build those kind of um, like on uh, like an estate? There'll be all AB Jennings homes. Like, because remember, wasn't wasn't Lethal involved in? That's right. He was dolphins. He, he did was a dolphin homes. Did a few, I did a few ads for them? I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Furphy beer. 
um, New Balance. New Balance, does that feel like fitness stuff, do you reckon? Yeah, it is. It's shoes and, and uh, out, outerwear. So anyway, the sponsors, as Caro says, should be mm. outraged. And I imagine there was many calls to the, uh, is it Matt Finnis, I think, who's the CEO yes. of St Kilda? Yeah, many Lethers calls. would have fielded a few. Many callers on the Monday morning from Deliveroo kind of going, yeah. hey, mate, this is unacceptable because we are entitled to be disappointed. Well, see that I uh, actually drove down Brunswick Street, and there's a lot of um, you know restaurants down there that uh, people use for a takeaway for delivering, and I didn't know at the time what it was, but it clearly was a bunch of blokes standing around their um, scooters and mopeds, and they were standing around a fire, and now I do realise that they were burning uh, Tim Memory and Seb, <laughs> no jumpers, they were burning oh, some no killed jumpers. They were so angry. Yeah! Wow! Wow! Um, so it's cut deep. It's cut very deep. You look at the other. They got official partners. Oh, I think these are official partners for everyone, like every yep. club. Um, so, five uh, G networks. Obviously, that's a you know uh, COVID thing. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> AGL, Coca Cola, yep. McDonald's. I think they. I think they're kind of AFL across the board ones. Yeah. I think you're right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because didn't recently, didn't West Coast arc up a little bit because they've got a huge sponsorship with uh, Hungry Jacks. Hungry and Jacks. And they are fucking direct rivals with McDonald's. Like, And yeah. they're saying, hey, we want our shitty food that makes people obese and gives them type 2 diabetes over the your shitty food that gives people, you know, makes people obese and gives them type 2 diabetes. Question without notice, when was the last time you ate Hungry Jacks? I don't reckon I've done it in at least fifteen years. Yeah, it's not a common it's not a common go to. Even though they are around, you kinda go, nah, you'd you'd take Maccas over Hungry Jacks, wouldn't you? Yeah, like I, I can still remember back in the day. So in the nineties I would have had a lot of Hungry Jacks. I was a big fan of the Whopper Junior and I loved how for how many days it would repeat on you. And you were you know, you'd be, back in you'd the day. A, back in yeah. back in the day, you were you were a little heavier too. Like that's a lot of fun <laughs> to watch when old Spicks and Specs comes up and you go, "Oh, I remember that Rosie." Yeah, there's anaphylactic Rosie. He's all puffy in the face. <laughs> Rosie had a couple peanuts before he went on the, on the set. <laughs> but um, yeah, I can't remember the last time I had Hungry Jacks. You? Um, I've actually had a bit by the fact that hash browns are gluten free, so I've had them a couple times uh, in the morning, okay. like. For the last few weeks, yeah. Just kind of um, soak up the MDMA from the night before. <laughs> <laughs> You're good like that. Mate, baggers, mate, come on. It's all mate, happening. Baggers, talk about it. Okay, we're recording at 2.23 right now, um, Sydney, on Melbourne Sunday time. afternoon, yep. Um, before the Hawthorne game, where we're going to play the Bombers down in uh, Tasmania. Fucking arch rivals. Going to get it. As mm-hmm. Hawthorne makes their run for the finals. We're, yeah. we're line, on the run. We, line in the sand game. We, we're gonna pull a, We're gonna pull a Richmond from like 2014 or whatever it was. Mm. We're gonna, you know, when, when Richmond were like shit, and then they won like nine in a row to get into the yeah, finals. Yeah. So that's what Hawthorne's gonna do. But oh, we'll pull back to me to in about two and a half hours, and we'll find yeah, out what right. happened. <laughs> <laughs> so Carlton copped a lot of heat this week. We said that we were gonna do a an all encompassing review. We asked Jason Dunstall if he would be a part of it. He said, nah, not gonna do it." We went, "Okay, no worries. We'll find someone else." So we got uh, Pavlich and uh, Jeff Walsh and some other dude whose name escapes me. Jeff Howgate, maybe I don't know. Whatever. And so you get you look at that and you go, mate, Carlton's out of the pump. They are 
you know, David Teague is coaching for his career at the moment. The players are embarrassed. They're going to come out and they are going to fucking show GWS how it's done. And boy, did we show them how it's done. And by being done, I mean we showed them how to be shit. Yeah. Yeah. We give up three goals straight away. That's what Carlton do. And and you know what I love is the consistency that Carlton has. So you give up the first three goals, bang, great, fantastic. Then in the second quarter, we have about 70% of the ball in our forward half. And what do we do with it? Fucking nothing. And what do we do? <laughs> we let them kick a couple of cheap goals at the end of the half to give them like a four or five goal lead. And then what do we do? We kick four in a row in the third quarter to get within two goals. And then what do we do? We let them fucking get away at the end of the game and they win by six goals and we lay about maybe three tackles for the whole fucking game. So you're happy and fan. And David T came out and said he picked what he thought was a tough team. A fuck, you, what? Fuck it. Oh, mate. Another question about that notice. Do you think, mm. do, do you genuinely think David T's job's on the line by the fact that he's only been there like, what, year and a half? Yeah. I, it's a weird one just because Nothing's changed. Nothing changes. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, yeah, you don't yeah. like. It just doesn't seem like they're playing for him. But that's just not to say that um, they're going to do it for anyone else. Our, our defensive structures are awful. But there's just some things, like when the other team gets the ball, you can almost guarantee that it's going to turn into a goal. And it's just I don't know how you fucking change that. And I, clearly Teague's not going. Hey, when you turn the ball over and which make sure they get a goal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. He's not. Hopefully, he's not because he. You know what, if he is coaching that, he's a fucking genius because we are the best in the comp at it. And you just go like uh, a shitty turnover, which all teams have, for us, turns into a goal going the other way. And you look at Melbourne, who now have one of the best team defences going around, mm-hmm. and it they brought in people around um, Simon Goodwin. And so maybe, maybe you do need other people around David Teague. It was very strange we didn't got appointed that we had the same shit assistant coaches that were under Bolton who okay. were still there. Yeah. And gotcha. why they didn't clear the decks then. Because you go, well, clearly the whole coaching group was shit, not just Bolton. And it could also show, like, by the fact that you can change very quickly. So, obviously, mm. Melbourne 2018 made the prelim, um, yep. you know, nightmare in, in uh, WA. But then uh, Dud for nineteen twenty. But now, I mean, fuck, man. If they won the flag, it'd be actually pretty sick. And actually, it would be awesome for comedy too, I must say. Yeah. No, it would yeah. be great. I mean, fucking Malvern would burn to the ground. <laughs> it would just be fucking amazing. Pla- there would be, you know, planter boxes strewn all over Malvern Road. It would be unbelievable. Yeah, sure, sure. Like, to mean, to go to the uh, the, <laughs> the the celebrations for Melbourne, mm. uh, which I imagine will be held at um, Melbourne Grammar, uh, <laughs> the oval there. <laughs> yeah. Be amazing. Or just for all the Melbourne supporters, uh, the male ones, to be able to, you know, really get around at the at the Melbourne club and just <laughs> come out and, you know, kiss their wives and say, that was fantastic, and then duck back inside and say, sorry, you can't come in, love. <laughs> so anyway, your mate Clarko was in the news this week. Well, he's got himself into a little bit of trouble. So Mitch Lewis of... Um, uh, Hawthorne forward and uh, is it what's your Kaczynski's first name? Uh, that's actually a very good question. Sam, is that right? I really no, should know that. Sam. Yeah, I really should yeah. know that. So anyway, the the Hawthorne Kaczynski, they were in the uh, they were having a bit of a spa boxing. You know, a lot of fitness. Um, you know, down at footy clubs doing boxing. They're having a bit of a spa, which I would have thought 
wasn't the done thing. Anyway, didn't have headgear on mm. and Mitch Lewis got concussed after Kaczynski fucking nailed him okay. apparently with an uppercut. Sweet spot. And so he's had to, you know, he had to miss a game last week. He won't be playing this week. And it's sort of come out that Clarko has told them to go a little bit harder and said that you need to um, step it up and to fucking try and tag the head and tag the body. I think the idea was like they weren't going hard enough and Clarko stepped in and said, um, as is his want, being mm. a uh, five foot eight, five foot eight man, um, <coughs> uh, kind of, <laughs> kind of go for it and. and that they the initial kind of story was that they said that Mitch kind of ducked and kind of led his head into the punch, but I think now it's finding out that the um because the AFL are doing an investigation about this, uh, by the fact that well because because it's a concussion that's just at um you know at the club that that came from not uh, train like not yes being out on the field in training yes. and they're going well this this shouldn't fucking happen yeah yeah so they say he kind of ducked when he should have weaved and he he walked into the punch uh, but then also Ross Lyon on Footy Classified was it Wednesday Ooh. fuck it we yeah. we talk about Footy Classified a lot like <laughs> they bring us a lot of joy mate it's funny man because actually a show I actually don't watch in full time like I watch the I yeah. watch the highlights on on Twitter you know. Um, yeah. But uh, Ross Lyon said if it was a younger coach, like a newer coach, maybe a David Teague type of coach, he said yep, yep. everyone would have cracked it, but because it's Clarko, he gets a free ride. And I do feel actually sometimes that Clarko gets a bit of a free ride by the fact they kind of go, oh, he's the best in the game. But then I also think, I mean, it's been six years of like, okay, I'm trying to say like, not, not like won a premiership, but like six years of like, uh, 2016, I reckon we could have could have won the flag. 2018, no chance. But like, so a good five years of like a bit of yeah. a bit of nothing. I reckon we made the top four in our in 18, but like we were like not going to be. You're on the way out. People, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But 2016, I think we could have won the flag. Um, but if Isaac Smith you kicked didn't. that goal, but we could have, but we could have. I didn't, mean, though, that that goal puts us in the prelim and then we fucking just roll in and just fucking towel up Sydney in the grand final. Beautiful times. But you did But great but times if we did do that in 2016. We were in a row just like... So, <laughs> Jacob Kaczynski did what I would love to do to you right now and he's concussed. <laughs> he's concussed. So, they asked Clarko about it. So, yeah, you're right. He does get... Um, it gets kind of an easy ride because, you know, he's a senior coach now and pretty much everything he does is great. And so there's there's vision of it and the AFL are uh, checking it out and, you know, Clarko said it was a genuine accident and he said, we have used the words tag and touch to the head. Even in the description last week of the preparation for the drill, there was certainly no haymakers or anything being thrown. Yeah, no, the guy just got concussed from a little fucking, just a little, a little, jab. little touch, mate. A little jab, actually, mate. Yeah. Not even a jab, just, you know, they were just, they went to touch gloves to say <laughs> good luck and he missed him and it hit him in the head and he got concussed. It happens all the time. You'd be, you'd be fucking surprised. I'm and he said, we wanted our players to protect themselves, but tagging the head and tagging the body were the directions they were given. Now, I'm surprised. So I want you to protect yourself, but also you won't. I want you to fucking smash him, but protect yourself. I'm actually surprised like they actually weren't wearing headgear. Like I would have thought that would be like the first thing you do when you when you absolutely like you do and uh, i I understand like boxing like is a great physical fitness thing like you've done boxing 
as training before, like, you know, in terms of fitness. Yeah, totally. Um, but, like, I'm, I'm actually surprised they actually weren't wearing headgear to um. It's it's incredible. Whenever I've done sparring, you put headgear on. It's just the first thing, apart from the mouth guard, you throw it in there. He said this was a low punch that was a body punch, and it unfortunately resulted in Mitch being concussed. So he's gone for the body, and Mitch Lewis, who's what, 6'6", six, six, yeah, has just kind of really <laughs> ducked his head down to where his body would be, like two and a half foot, he's lowered himself. Now, have you done actual sparring in the ring? I have. In the squared circle. So is yeah, the man. idea don't punch the head? Yeah, you kind of, because you're. I'm at such a low end, you're just told, you're, like I was told, go go at like 20%. You're just throwing them out there just to kind of get them out. You make no, no power shots at all. Yep, sure, gotcha. Yeah. At no point did the instructor who was watching over me and my friend say, tag the head and tag the body. He yeah. never used those words because that would imply that you want to knock the motherfucker out. Yeah, sure. You never heard the words, uh, put him in a body bag, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> and there's this, so you say Clarko, you know, no one questioned him and stuff, but they kept at him. And they said, ask for clarification on his head tagging instructions. Clarkson said, I've done about 40 questions on it, so you write whatever you want on it. Yeah. So he's fucking dirtied up. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. So the AFL, because I, I imagine those 40 questions were from the AFL by the fact that they came in to do an investigation about what actually happened. Yeah. yeah. And I love this too. The Hawthorne players weren't wearing headgear for the session, but Clarkson said expert opinion differed on its value in boxing or a football match. This argument has been going on and debated for a long, long period of time. Has it? <laughs> has there been a debate about wearing headgear? Like even like, you know, Tyson and stuff and, you know, proper boxers use headgear when they're sparring because they're just like, well, I don't need to get fucking knocked out for no reason. But Clarko goes, oh, no, mate, that debate's been happening for mate, forever. It's like smoking. Like the science is still out, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Clarko lives in a house with asbestos. He doesn't believe <laughs> that it's actually that bad for you. Hey, um, oh, and here is, I love this though. He says, there are some who would argue that wearing headgear actually increases the surface area of the target. That's awesome. In essence, which is the head. So therefore, you're making yourself a bigger target by wearing it. That's why if I was in the army, I wouldn't wear Kevlar because it makes you bigger. Yeah, yeah, for and sure. And it just makes ISIS, gives you ISIS a bigger target. You're a fucking fool. Like, just go out there. <laughs> Shirts and skins, mate. Go out there and fucking no top on <laughs> That's actually goes under something. That's actually a great addition to war. Shirts and <laughs> shirts and skins. <laughs> like, you shirts you and wear shirts. We would we don't wear them. Yeah, I think it works. At least then you know who the enemy combatants are. A um, Collingwood. Okay, Bucks. Uh, final mm. game Monday. Seemed to be work out quite well. Like quite nice. You know. Unfortunately, in Sydney, like, you know, not like kind of the home crowd. Like, obviously, like, without COVID, like, that would have been like a sellout at the MCG, Queen's birthday. Totally. You know, people were supporting Bucks, Melbourne obviously flying. Um, uh, Gar- uh, Bucks was uh, gifted uh, a bit of turf uh, from the SCG, uh, which is, I think, a gift that he will uh, put in the garage, I think, for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember when. Um Hurdy left Essendon and they gave him a little gift box full of shredded documents. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, Thank oh, you for thanks, time. guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And when Bomber Thompson left Essendon, they gave him the keys to the Comancheros compound as well. Yeah, sure. So and they gave him nice. like 0.5 of a Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> and 460 ecstasy pills, which were for personal use <laughs> oh, only. Dude, dude, dude. Tough times, tough times. 
Hey, Jeff Brown, okay. Collingwood, okay. So the dude who was mm. running the kind of, who wanted the EGM. No, EMG. EG, EGM? E- EGM. Yeah, okay. Extraordinary general media. Yeah, sure. Which is a fucking made-up term I've never heard before. Um, <laughs> so he's now pulled out of that by the fact he goes, I don't want to burn Collingwood down, okay? Um, but you already started the fire, mate. Like, you know, he's fucking lit everything. He's poured petrol on it and gone, mate, I'm not, I'm not doing anything. Yeah, it's like like Bane, like the fire rises. Uh, but he, uh, if it's Batman thing, you don't watch that shit. Um, no, nah, I'm not old. And I don't want to make fun of the dude by the fact that, like, like I think Collingwood's doing a pretty good job of burning itself down right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think we're okay. Yeah, 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 we right. don't need any extra fuel. Like, Collingwood's doing it yeah. from the inside. Okay, so Jeff Brown now has said that he will challenge. And he wanted, like, maybe four board members. And now he's yes. like, they've gone, fuck you. And he's gone like, okay, I've got to have seven, I think it is. And I'm going to go for it all. I'm going to have a good sweep. Do you reckon, it's an interesting one. Do you think Mark Corder is a dead man walking? Like, it just seems that everything's just pointing to Jeff Brown taking over. I am a bit up in the air on that, actually. Question with that notice. You pointed that out. Um, but I Apologies. feel like, Apologies. I actually feel like it might be in Mark, um, in Corder's favour at the minute by the fact that they, they're doing okay. And I feel like Jeff is coming in with no agenda, even though he has. We'll, we'll talk through this. But he has seven points, but I feel yeah. like I feel like you know what? Actually, here we go. I feel here like I theory without notice. I feel like it was twenty sixteen U.S. election, presidential election. I feel like Hillary came in, kind of like I just deserve to be president. And yep. so I feel like Jeff is coming in now and being like, I just deserve to be president. And it's like, yeah, but have you proved anything worthy of being president? And that's a really interesting thing I just said out loud. <laughs> but the thing is, the, the thing in his favour that can kind of garner support from the members is to go, well, look at the fuck-ups that happened on Mark Corder's watch. Now, he wasn't president when this all went down. Yeah, yeah. But and he was, fuck, man. I mean, he was you vice look, president. But, but you look at that fucking board, like... They had no fucking say. Like, you have to say, they had no fucking say. Like, yeah, there was, that's true. There was one that's guy true. who fucking ran the show. Yeah. And they'd be like, hey, we don't reckon we should do that. And it's like, he's like, yeah, yeah good, yeah. sweet. I'm going to go and film uh, hey, a Eddie, couple episodes. Hey, maybe don't say... <laughs> Maybe, maybe don't say proud and historic day. Uh, I think people will need me to say that, yeah. and I think it's going to go really well. Yeah, it was a one-man show. Like, yeah, like, you're right. they, they, yeah. like that board, like generally, I, I, I'm going to suggest, had no fucking say on anything. It was like a one-man show. So, anyway. And because he and Eddie, so Jeff Brown and Eddie are very good friends, will it be the one-man show being run from behind Wizard of Oz style? Uh, that's a good question. Because as we know, Eddie has said on Footy Classified that he is still mm. working on sponsorship with Collingwood and the AFL. Mate, because, ah, uh, you forgot to cl- clarify, because he loves footy. <laughs> <laughs> you, you make it sound like he's, you know, got some hidden agenda, but he just loves footy. Okay, so we'll run through a few of the points. So Jeff Brown put out a statement this week. He said, blah, 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 blah. Uh, number one, uh, uh, kind of reasons why he wants to be president. Um, yeah. Apart from the fact, like, oh, oh isn't it my turn? Um, a botched miscalculation of the salary cap. Uh, overseen by the current president as chairman of the finance committee. So Corder was head of money, I suppose, and they fucked yes. up the salary cap. 
But again, do you reckon that's on him? Like, isn't that the no. player, the like the list management going? Yeah. I will back end every fucking contract we've got. Yeah, and fuck, they, mate. Like, uh, like, surely someone went. Well, isn't that going to come home to roost? And they go, No, no, no. I'd be fine. Yeah, dude. It's like fucking any contract over four years. You're a fucking idiot. You're a fucking idiot. I hear you, man. Like they're giving Brody yeah. like seven. It's like, okay, good, good luck. You know, like we were talking about it earlier. Yeah. Like, like Buddy has worked out. Dusty's worked out. But there aren't many. No, Alistair Lynch, I think, had 10 years at Brisbane. I feel like... It's um, a good contract. I feel like the Chief got offered 10 years uh, from Brisbane, like, back in the, like, maybe yeah, right. late 80s. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And I think it was, like, 200 grand huge. for, like, you know, 10 years. And yep. I think it was, like, even, like, when you stop playing, you can be the front office guy. And he was gotcha. like, no, 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 no. No, no, I wanna, I wanna sit on the couch and say, <laughs> turn it up, <laughs> flog you reptile. Anyway, back to Colin Good. Uh, so the botched attempt of a so-called director with no passion for the, the, or engagement with the botched appointment, appointment, sorry, um, yeah. of a so-called director with no passion for or engagement with Collingwood. So that was the appointment of the board member Bridie O'Donnell. Is that O'Donnell? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the inherent uh, instability that surrounds replacing the coach mid-season. Actually, it's like, dude, like, that fucking saved you. Like, you don't have to make that call now, so you should be happy about yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. And But, but also, he's, I, I read somewhere that Jeff Brown said, I'm happy to come in even after this particular board has chosen the current coach. So he's happy to go. So if they get, like, a really bad choice, and he goes, yeah, yeah, I'm happy to be. Do you want to? Don't you want to be the board member that chooses the coach? Nightmare, nightmare. But then he talks about there's unprecedented low attendances at Collingwood home Mm. games at the MCG. Uh, Forgetting a little thing called (laughs) COVID-19. Yeah. I mean, last year, they didn't even get people into the games at the MCG. I mean, he should be happy. He should be happy. Like, he should be happy. Like, attendances at the MCG last year were nothing. And now, at least it's like, you know, 30, 40 grand. You know, like, it'd be like, Jeff, come on, look at the positive. He's bringing a negative, negative situation to the Collingwood board. Yeah, exactly. But also, too, they're in a downwards, like, part of their cycle, okay? So they're going to be shit for a year or two, and that happens to every team. Yeah. So you go, well, of course it's going to be low crowd numbers numbers because you were playing. He's talking about they were playing Gold Coast at the MCG on a Saturday afternoon, and he talks about being relegated to graveyard television broadcasting slots. It's like, yeah, it's because you're shit. Like, once the team becomes good again in two years or three years or whatever, everything will be fine. That's not on... Board. The board, like, yeah. It's not, it's not like he's going to come in and they go, oh, fuck, Jeff Brown's president, put oh, Collingwood on Friday night. <laughs> you know, so we've got some great cutaways. Who fucking cares? And fuck, man. Like, I mean, we can all safely say, Collingwood has had it pretty good in terms of television, <laughs> They've done television right. yeah. coverage. Yeah. Like, in terms of, like, you know, like how many times do you want to see them on Friday night or whatever? Uh, and he says the devaluation of the Collingwood brand that has mm. seen the broadcast uh, of non... Yeah, anyway. Yeah, well, that's what you said. The graveyard. Yeah. yeah. Okay, anyway. Yep. I just doubled up on that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I'm actually... I, I, I'm actually team quarter, actually. Just, uh, yeah. Just by the fact, I feel like, like I said before, I feel like Jeff is coming in and being like, mm. it's my turn, but without actually having a vision. So yeah, I he's, just listened to, he's just listed a bunch of things that they did wrong, but he hasn't said, this is what we're going to do to get it right. Yeah, yeah. So I'm actually team quarter. And also I love okay. the fact that Collingwood are, you know, freaking out right now. 
No, it's 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 pretty good fun. But I tell you what, we don't need them on a Friday night when we have games like the Western Bulldogs v Geelong down at Cadinia Park. What uh, was it? Grievous Bodley Harm Stadium. Yep. What a fucking cracking game of football we had on Friday night. Michael, question without notice: Is that a grand final preview? That's actually a really good question, and it's Geelong, mm. and I'm like, ah, I don't want them to be in the grand final again. But that's a personal opinion. Um, but that would actually be sick. I mean, I mean, a doggies. I think I, I've okay. The people I want to win it this year, I think mm. I'd be happy with doggies, Melbourne, Brisbane, Port. I think they're my four right now. Okay. Um, but I was working Friday night, and so I saw with the uh, about two minutes left in the game, saw the scores, and I was like, sick. Put it on Foxtel Go on my yep. phone. Doing very well, and. Um, <laughs> The thing I admired, I don't know if you noticed this, but the thing I admired mm. about Gary Rowan, he took mm. that mark and then he was like, fuck it. I'm not, I'm like a, bo- I'm a boss. I'm not going to yeah. try and pass. Like, I'm not going to try yeah. and get it to like, you know, 25 metres in front of the goal. I'm the man. He yeah. was like, fuck it. I marked it. I'm going to take this shot. I'm going to do it. Yeah. And I was I'm like, dude. I actually admired the, the balls on the dude, you know, to kind of yeah. like, just go, marked it. I'm going to walk back. Siren goes. What happens? Yeah, I hated his guts mostly because I had fifty dollars on the swan on the uh, doggies to win by one to thirty nine. Really? So Truly? That, that really fucking yes, dude. Really fucking. You got your really, punts on fifty. That's really. A lot. That's a lot, oh, mate. I was confident. I was very confident, and it was right right up until the final siren. I was I was fucking Arrozzi's doing really well. Wow, fifty bucks! I don't think I'd ever punt fifty on anything ever. Oh, mate, you got to go go hard or go home, they say, as, uh, you know, I eat fucking toast for dinner. Yeah, sure. Do you need help? <laughs> <laughs> if you can help us out in our uh, Patreon, Patreon <laughs> junk times, <laughs> that'd be really handy. Stubby holders on sale. <laughs> I, yeah, I probably shouldn't have um, put the bet on with the um, banditos, but, you know. Yeah, sure, sure. They're yeah. pretty good. Like, the, the couple of dudes that come around, that came around last night, they've been around this morning. They're probably mm. coming around again tonight. So once I scrounge together, which has now become... Because I borrowed the money from them, it's uh, I owe them uh, fifteen grand as of today, which will become one hundred fifty thousand dollars <laughs> tomorrow morning. So their interest rates are. I I, th- I think they're competitive. But I really did admire that the way he took the mark and just be like, no, I'm going to do it. I'm going to shoot it. And um, Chris Scott um said uh, oh, he, he went fucking ballistic, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was like, you know, there was only one person I want that ball in their hand right now at that moment. Yeah. I'll tell you what, though, uh, giving up the three first-round draft picks for Jeremy Cameron seems to be a really fucking good idea. Well, let me think. I think who I'm... Oh, no, draft picks. I'm thinking about Richmond because I'm thinking Richmond have, like, for this draft, I think they feel... I feel like they have, like, 11, like, 19 and 24. Like, so Mm. Richmond can be back in the game fucking in a second. Are you looking at indicative draft orders already? Well, you know, I mean, as a... uh, as a high-profile media commentator on football, <laughs> uh, it's my job to keep across things. No, that's very true. That's very true. Hey, we hit the radio. No footballers in real life. No way. COVID, like, no, man. COVID. Yeah, laying low. Laying low. Maybe if Jeff Brown was president of uh, Collingwood, we'd have more footballs in real life, wouldn't we? We're going to hit the radio. We're at Pod at Gmail, Twitter, Facebook, and the gram. Go hooks. Going to watch them in about half an hour. Sick. Line in the sand. Come on, hooks. Tassie. Essendon. Hawks. They're the rivals. We're going to get them. We're going to get them, Adam. We're going to get them. Run to the finals. It's the run to the finals. Fuck up.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.